Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-hostess with the mostest, uh, Mozzie. Best of us for the rest of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm doing good. A little sick still. It's just the time of year that it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but the weather's been really inconsistent. It is now currently 60 degrees. Yeah, it's, it messes with me too. I, I'm finally like unsick. I was like sort of dead for a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't eat very much, which for me is rare. <laughs> yeah, that happens to me too, man. When I get sick, I do not eat, and I eat a lot. Yeah, I lost like 10 pounds in 12 days. I thought I was going to die. I I mean, I guess, I guess in in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to shrink and be small and my life will be over like mentally. Is what I mean? I mean, that's death. (laughs) If I become small. Weakness is death. The Bill Belichick school of thought. Mm -hmm. Hesitation is defeat. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So anyway, before we get into some the playoff uh, preview, we wanted to talk about some of our favorite moments from the decade or some of just the most notable moments. Um, since we are now in 2020, we're recording on the third, so that means we have vision now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of the future. Yes, I. I mean, this was really the decade of football for me, man. Because mm-hmm. I probably started watching. Uh, yeah, I like to say like I really started to get into football after the Eli helmet catch to Tyree. Mm. Yeah, that that season that was like my first season really like watching in fantasy football. Uh, football at all so yeah this decade has been my big submersion into football yeah so yeah any any plays from the past 10 years that you would elect as maybe your favorite if you had to pick one so i think we agree on the number one. Oh yeah and that's the i mean the beast quake yeah dude oh god i still get chills when i watch it and he throws tracy porter i think is who he throws one off of him. many he throws <laughs> Get off of me! <laughs> yeah, that was that was January eighth, two thousand eleven. So it's been a while, but yeah, it's, that's that's the best moment of the decade. One of the best moments of all time. Fucking so. run that was so loud in the stadium, it actually generated seismic activity. The and it was quake. seismically like swagical, whatever. You oh my say. god! Yes, <laughs> seismic amount of swag. The jump, the crotch grab, everything about it. <laughs> it was just Marshawn Lynch being himself, and mm-hmm. that's all I want in life. Yeah. It's very fitting that he's back to Seattle briefly to cap the decade. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude, the stadium went nuts when he scored a touchdown. It was great. <laughs> oh, my God. He didn't even, like, have a huge game. He just got in the end zone, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, yeah. But Probably could have had two. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they were doing. Anyway, I mean, what if they were just they that was purposeful and they wanted better, like they wanted the better matchup for them at least because they would have been playing because they would have been playing what? Um, well, they would have had a bye if they won. Um, well, they I thought, I thought they were, I thought they would have had to play uh, Minnesota. Would they not have? I don't know. I could I could be wrong there because uh, you yeah, know yeah they still would have been a game behind San Fran. Oh uh, okay. Oh, wait, no no wait no they would have been. Tied with them. I don't know actually how that would have come out if they would have won. So, well, they, then they would have had the tiebreaker because they beat him already. Oh, okay. So they, okay, they would have had that. Never mind. Then my bad. Because I was about to say like, because if, if they would have been the three seed, then I would rather have I'd rather have Philly than uh, Minnesota. But true. But yeah, I forgot. I forgot they beat the Niners earlier in the year. That's right. They've actually the beaten 
most of them because they've beaten the Eagles and the Vikings and the Niners. And did they play the Packers? Um, I don't think so. Not not this year. I'll look, but I feel like they they like the NFL's been putting them on their schedule every year after like the inner touchdown section. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, but um, yeah, I mean that's I mean I guess we'll go back to that. That's one of the, I mean not not my favorite moment personally, but that was one of the better moments of the decade was that uh, goal line pick. Oh, uh, yeah, the Malcolm Butler interception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I hate putting it, but credit to where credit is due. I mean, that's got to be – that's one of the best plays in Super Bowl history. Yeah, hate it, but it was good. Just um, to ice, ice the game, oof. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, plus, guess- plus we also get the Sherman face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> After that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <gasps> Yeah, give, give me give me some of your favorite moments. I mean, so Beast Quake's number one, and everything else is kind of like after that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, a really close two for me is the second miracle at the Meadowlands we got to watch. Uh, that's what that might be one of my favorite games of all time. Just I don't remember the exact circumstances of the game. Because um, that was one where they, they were pretty much told him don't punt to Deshaun Jackson, and they do, and he returns it. And yeah, it Tom Coughlin runs out there and like the just gets cut, starts yeah. chewing the kicker. Like, dude, I fucking told you not to kick it to Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very uh, swaggy play. If we're gonna you know judge these plays on the amount of swagger that was into them. Um. Like I'm trying to remember how bad the deficit was in the game because it was really improbable. I mean, they were okay. Yeah, that that was the end of the game, right? They were. It was 24 to 10 at the end of the third quarter, and then I want to say Philly got 28 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, something just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Giants were up 31 to 10 with eight minutes left wow 31 to 10 that is a 21 point swing and it caps with the perfect run back by Deshaun who fumbles it too and we're all like oh god he fumbled it and I remember I was watching it with my dad and he's like no when they fumble it that's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah because they're they're about to do something just crazy after they yeah. back up <laughs> he runs out the clock and just goes into those nuts Dances in front of the end zone for a sec to make sure there's no time left. Mm. Oh my god, just like beautiful in every facet. One of my favorite moments. Yeah, I mean another Philly moment. I mean the Philly special and Nick Foles's run in his Super Bowl MVP. Ah, oh, gorgeous. Yeah, that just that play <laughs> and then the, the takedown of the Patriots is wonderful. That plus plus the Brady attempting the same thing and not working. <laughs> yes, that made it all that much better. And then another one I see on here, the, the Rodgers to Rodgers Hail Mary against Detroit. Oh, God, yeah. Sorry, Detroit. <laughs> also, that made me think of the, the Fail Mary when the refs were striking. I completely forgot mm-hmm. about that, that brief moment. It's like as a, like a, an important moment. Yeah, the Fail Mary. Definitely a reviled moment, but mm-hmm. an important one. Yeah, it completely like, changed everything. That like changed the seeding the rest of the year mm-hmm. for the playoffs. And it was just like funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's so much on here. Um, I mean, for for if we're kind of you know on the Giants a little bit too. I mean that Eli's second impossible Super Bowl throw. 
Yeah, you had the first one to Tyree mm-hmm. back in 07 or 08. Yeah. It was the 08 Super Bowl. Um, and then he does it again with Mario Manningham. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he does that, everyone's like, oh, my God, the Giants are going to win again. <laughs> <laughs> How is this fucking happening? How is Eli <laughs> doing this? Mm-hmm. Like the kid in the corner eating glue. <laughs> And then he puts on this amazing, like, show-and-tell presentation. It's about glue, but it's still great. <laughs> it's the best, that's the best damn glue performance I've ever seen. <laughs> Give this kid an Emmy. An Elmery? No, 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 we're done. Sorry. An Elmy, yeah, there you go. An Elmy. Yeah, there we go. Um, while, while, while we're crapping on the Patriots, uh, Miami's lateral trick play to beat them. At the end of the game. Yeah, was that last year? That I think so. That was recently. Yeah, I think that was last year. The Dolphins being the Patriots is always just funny, though, in general. It was uh, Kenyon Drake, right, that took it to the house? Yeah, pretty sure. Ooh, yeah, that was nice. That's nice. <laughs> a big fan of that. Uh, let's see. I mean, we've got one more Pat, Pat dump if we want to just start go there real quick. Sure. The Bart Scott pick. Oh, man. Divisional round of the playoffs. <laughs> Bart Scott picks sixes. Tom Brady pretty much at the, on. I think they're either their first possession or in the second quarter, like pretty early. Mm-hmm. Pick six. Oh, fired up the whole team. They just destroyed him the rest of the game. <laughs> and Bart Scott on the sideline, like afterward, like felt great, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're out here talking shit about our defense. Our defense can't stop a nosebleed. <laughs> Oh yeah, but the, honestly, the, the Sherman rant, like we might talk about the Seahawks stuff. The Sherman rant after that, after that tip against the Niners, that was that, yeah, in the, in, the, in the following meme. That was great. <laughs> Don't you ever put a sorry receiver like Crabtree on me? Yeah, dude that that Seattle defense was like one of the most fun units of the decade too. Like honestly. yeah, I wanted to put at least something about the Legion of Boom in there because yeah. that was they were probably the best defense I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. In or at least like the time. most entertaining, the most like you know like momentum swinging of the decade, I'd say. They pretty much Pete Carroll pretty much just ran cover two and let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. That's like the, how their defense worked, and it was they were so good. I mean that their interception was a tip drill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, and um, I guess we'll we'll talk about some some nice good playoff moments. Um, I know you put on here the the Cardinals Packers divisional game. Yeah, so this is third for me all time. This game is so damn good. It is on YouTube, so you can just watch it. I always turn it on and like put it at like the second half and then go to bed and like just leave it on. So, and oh my god, the fourth quarter is just outstanding. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has like two back-to-back mega big plays of 60 yards to Jeff Janis to score and finally tie the game up. And then Carson Palmer retaliates on the first play of overtime with a like throwing back across to the other side of the field Larry Fitzgerald wide open there's tons of defenders and he just blows past mm-hmm. all of them all the way down to like the four winning in overtime that I mean it's got one of the best finishes of a game I've ever watched and that was it was prime Larry Fitzgerald and prime Aaron Rodgers so damn entertaining yeah and you know Eddie Lacy was in the game. I was like, I pulled it up. I'm like, Eddie fucking Lacy. Oh, man. That, uh. Yeah, dude. I mean, Jeff Janice, what, what everyone thought he was going to be. 
Mm. Man. But uh, that was a great game. Um, I mean, as far as just signature moments, like not game-wise, player-wise, Odell's catch, you, you have it on here as fourth. That, I mean, that's iconic. Like, Oh, yeah, the Odell catch. Mm-hmm. People like imitate that all the time. Now, that was so like iconic. And it's it, huge for him in general. It's probably the best catch I've ever seen. Yeah, it was just so absurdly impressive. <laughs> it didn't even like the first time you watch it, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you, they, you have to watch the replay to be just like follow what happened. Yeah, it's it's just absurd. <laughs> like it's it's like I mean, like he's I assume he's gonna end up having a good career, and that's gonna be like the highlight. Like the like everyone shows a picture of him doing that catch before like the like video montage starts. Like. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. It happened early in the career. Mm-hmm. And then um, another Just, great player moment: <laughs> uh, the Ray Rice fourth and twenty nine run. Yeah, this was one I like forgot about. And it of course was against the Chargers because they're sad. <laughs> Before when we still had Ray Rice, oh, fourth and twenty nine. It's like all right, well, there's no way they're gonna get this. He gets thirty. This quick yeah. little screen dump off. He jukes everyone. Yeah, yeah. So it's just funny, like, thinking about, like, which teams are on the other end of these games, like, these moments, then you're like, oh. And it's like, a lot of Charger, <laughs> a lot of a lot of Brown, you know? Yeah, was the Odell catch? I thought that was against the Browns. Yeah, was it the Browns? Um, It was, oh, it was the Cowboys. Really? Looks like it. Interesting. I think my brain just puts the Browns as every, like, every low light. <laughs> I feel like that's reasonable, that right? Oh, yeah. I was there with it, too. I'm like, wait, that sounds right. Yeah, that was the Cowboys. That makes hmm. sense too. It's reasonable. Oh man! Also, did Des catch it? <laughs> while, we're, uh, while we're here, while we're revisiting the decade, Des Des caught it. <laughs> Ten minutes. Ago, I forget. <laughs> yeah, and like when 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 did the Calvin Johnson rule come into effect? Because that was like oh. that was a big moment too. That like changed rules. Yeah, that was that. I remember being so mad about that. Oh, being livid. <laughs> Fuck the league. This is Calvin Johnson rule. Yep, yeah, it was 2010 was one that happened. They changed some rules, and then they've kind of reverted it back a bit. Oh, someone outside is having a rough time. Mm. DC, man. Mm-hmm. And then um, a, a recent a recent one we've got here, uh, the Minneapolis Miracle. Yeah, I got to put that on there. Yeah. I mean, that. Well, that was nuts. I thought the game was over. I'm, like, sitting there with my friends. My attention is now slightly less focused because I've already assumed the Saints are going to win now. And all of a sudden, there's Stefan Diggs and uh, Joe Buck screaming, mm-hmm. Diggs, sideline, touchdown. Yeah, it's just one of the greatest <laughs> moments. And then Minnesota's like, all right, we got to keep this guy forever now. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, come on back here, Stefan. <laughs> Marcus Williams with the with the whiff. Mm-hmm, man. Um, so I see here you've got Cam won't bend the knee. I assume that's referring to the, the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he kind of jumps, steps weirdly, whatever. Appears to not go for the ball. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of a shame because it was a decent Super Bowl that's basically been characterized down to that one singular mm-hmm. play. Yeah. Um, like Cam didn't go for it. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to say. I mean, that might have changed the game. But we'll yeah. never know. I, I mean, I still hope Cam has like a, a well, at least one more good year. Yeah, we hope that he's in this decade as well. Yeah. As far as like, well, I mean, like as far as like decade, like as like notable players of the decade, Cam has to be near the top just as far as like impact on the game and how it's like led to a lot of these players now who are like 
big names. Absolutely. Yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to come across, actually. I'm glad you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Like, just going through the decades highlights, the change we've seen in the offense and the players and personnel that are now being utilized and integrated in. Because before, there was definitely, like, a honest, like, quite frankly, sort of a racist undertone that quarterbacks were always, like, good ones would always be white and mm-hmm. that, black, that black quarterbacks could only run and couldn't throw and that that wasn't viable. And guys like Cam that have come in and really just destroyed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hell fucking no. We can do both. Yeah, him, him and Russ, yeah, kind of like paving the way. Now we got this younger generation of, like, you know, Watson, Lamar, mm-hmm. Dak, Mahomes. Yeah, so that's, like, as far as that, not necessarily a moment, but just, like, you know, like a seismic shift of the decade, like that. Yeah, it went from, like, the rarity to now it's common. Now yeah. it's what we're looking for yeah that's what's the best right now so yeah you got all these young players coming out of college that can actually have make an impact Mm -hmm. and you know i mean like how many kids are going to be wearing like number eight now because because of lamar like so yeah i I love i love seeing it but um so before we get into this next moment i like it's kind of makes me sad because probably the saddest moment of the decade for me was andrew luck retiring randomly before this season yeah. And so I know you have him here as one of the best moments of the decade, though. Oh, my God. His comeback win against the Chiefs, sorry, mm-hmm. Jay Watt, was legendary. That was amazing, yeah. And just the obviously the play that sort of represents that is the fumble. They're at the goal line, running back fumbles it, and it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Andrew Luck scoops and dives and scores, saves the play wins the game oh my god mm-hmm. i mean that the score of that game was like 42 to something right it was really yeah, it was a shootout yeah it was a back and forth good game Oof. but yeah that moment was great and then also see you just wrote muscle train here are you referring to that game against the jags mainly How, where are you at on yeah that? against the jags the, it was a 99 yard touchdown yeah and just that like absurd game he joins the list of players with the longest touchdowns possible mm-hmm and he earned it, man. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that that uh, that game it was. They were behind thirty-eight ten, and they ended up winning forty-five forty-four. That game with luck there. So twenty-eight point return, like mm-hmm. comeback, plus the, an extra. <laughs> yeah. Oof. Sorry, Jay Watt. Um, and then so <laughs> some some of these moments really focus on shitting on a team, and so Calvin <laughs> Johnson beating Triple Coverage versus the Bengals has got to be one of them. Oh, God. They still show that highlight. (laughs) There's no way he would catch it with three people blanketing him, right? Right. Right? (laughs) Man, what a a sad thing that Detroit kind of wasted him. (sighs) I know. It really did. Yeah, it's like two sad franchises in one of the best moments here. (laughs) And then (laughs) I'll let you do this Cleveland one here. So this is, oh, God, this one just hurts. I remember watching this live. All right, Browns playing, I believe it's the Ravens, tied at 27. Browns are miraculously in position to win. They're going to kick a 51-yard field goal to go up. So they're tied right now with three seconds left. If they miss this field goal, then at least it just goes to overtime, right? That's basically their worst-case scenario. They go for the 51-yarder. It's blocked by the Ravens and returned all the way by Will Hill, like 60-something yards for 
come for a touchdown for the Ravens and the Ravens win with no time left. Like it was the most Browns finish of a game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're tied. You're not even going to lose right now. You're safe. Kick a field goal. So go ahead. Classic Browns. Oh no. Why would you do that? You're the Browns. This is special teams. Your teams are special, but they're not special. <laughs> 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 oh man and then so i was actually just watching this one you put in there the Connolly uh kickoff return oh yeah that was my attempt at putting a patriots play in there mm-hmm. well that made me oh, that made God. me think of the vince volfork one too though he had a great one too yeah i just thought about that one because big man running yeah because like i was watching the Connolly one like this offensive lineman is returning a kickoff and, like, you see how, like, well this large human being moves, like, what the actual fuck. I know. He gets it, he gets it to the four-yard line. Yeah. He runs, like, really good run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the Vince Wolfork one, too, is definitely worth worth adding in there. Yeah, for because sure. He actually got a touchdown off that, too. And, like, that's like that's, that one's pretty iconic, just of, like, a super fucking large human being running way more than someone that size should be able to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Vince Wolfork's like 330 pounds. Yeah, dude, he's a monster. But that was or a great play, too. Oh, man. Um, right, I guess I'll give the Bengals some love here. The uh, the Jerome Simpson flip touchdown. Yeah. That, that's in commercial still. Like, that was just so, like, absurd and, like, an athletic feat that it has to be mentioned, I think. I think part of it is that it's so clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really get hit that hard. He basically just does a, a full flip. Yeah. And then sticks the landing. <laughs> and it's a touchdown. Like, it's everything you could want. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that one was great. Who was that against? I forget. Was it the Steelers? I don't know. Hold on. Mm, say that one might have been the Browns. I don't know. <laughs> Browns would make sense. It was, oh, the Cardinals. Mm, Cardinals. Yeah. And then, um, I think mean, there are two staff ones. One, one the fake spike, like for the touchdown. That was that was just kind of funny. And then, yeah. Then his his mic'd up game against the Browns, where he had the back injury, and like uh, like he comes back in after, and like they end up winning. Like that, like that's one of your favorites. I know. Like you said, you sent me that like a year ago. Like dude, this gets me hyped up every time I see this. Yeah, he. I mean, he he comes out on like he gets really badly hurt. And he's on the sideline. And like they need to win the game, he's like, just put, like, just put me in, <laughs> and like I can play if you need me to, like I can do it, like just fucking do it. And he mm-hmm. he does it, he does the yeah. thing. Yeah, we we have a lot of love for Stafford here. He's a good dude, man. Mm-hmm. He just wants to do what's right. Hardworking guy, tons of crazy talent, shitty organization. Mm-hmm. Feel bad. Yeah, and then um, I'm gonna toss in one of my. This is probably play of the year, and so I feel like it's worth at least worth mentioning in decade. Um, it's. One of my favorite players, Lamar Jackson's spin move against the Bengals. Like that that's gonna be on highlight reels for a while. And it's gonna be on highlight reels for I mean his whole career. Century. I mean, like <laughs> Yeah, like the, like I said, if it's if it's a play of the year, I feel like it's worth mentioning in the decade. I know I'm biased, but it's still it was just Lamar's gonna have a lot of these moments over the next few years, I feel like. So Hopefully. I just wanna I just wanna get one in here now. Yeah. I mean that yeah, it was a crazy run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many jukes, so many spin moves. That, like a Madden just, player, just just... like yeah, that Madden hammer the spin move. <laughs> that was nuts. So <laughs> sorry, Bengals, you're on the bad end of another one. Um, and then what was possibly one of the best regular season games I've ever seen? The Rams versus Chiefs um, last mm. year. Yeah, that was 
awesome. I mean, yeah. it was the highest scoring game, right? Yeah, pretty much ever, right? Or like, I don't know if it was the highest total or the first game where the teams have gotten that happen. It was one of the highest. It was pretty much the one of the biggest shootouts ever. So it was definitely the highest over under of all time. I remember that. Yeah, let me see. Chiefs, Rams. If I just look it up, it shows me that box score. So, yeah, 51-54. I don't know if it was. I'm sure it's about to show me like some stuff here. Wikipedia has stuff about it. Um, the third highest scoring game ever. And, um, yeah, there was a, over 1,000 total yards in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's ever. It might be the only game where both teams have gone for 50. I'm looking into that right now, but, yeah. Right, like I'm thinking there might be another game where there was like an insane blowout, but I don't think both teams crossed 50 in that. Yeah, so that shows today it's the only regular season game that's been profiled on the ongoing NFL film series, NFL's Greatest Games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, so yeah, highest scoring Monday Night Football game, first and only game in which both teams have scored 50 plus points, yeah. Yep, so that belongs there. And also now the most, score, most points scored in a loss. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was like peak Rams offense versus... Mahomes. Yeah, that was that was a crazy game. Um, I'm gonna add this one there. Julio existing, just in general. <laughs> he had so many just nutso moments, nutso games that I I feel obligated to mention him. Um, and then <laughs> yeah, I'm like I can't remember who he was playing when he had that. He had an insane touchdown where he caught it. He probably caught it 15 yards after the uh, line of scrimmage, but three or four guys could have made the tackle and he just trounced all of them just knocked yeah. them over i mean if we're talking like best receivers of the decade like i mean he's absolutely in there i mean i'm trying to think who else would be because when did calvin johnson retire is the thing because yeah because he only had like half the decade is a thing right like helio jones at, is pretty at much best i mean decade. i think he was gone after like 2013 wasn't mm-hmm. he yeah I think 20 let me see 20 2015 was his last year yeah, 2015 20... was his last season Really? Uh huh. But yeah, Julio's been around since 2011, and he's been dominant this entire decade. So like, as far as yeah, like players, like receivers of the decade, I think I'm trying. To, I'm looking like to who's like you know leading whatever. But or if I can find like maybe um like 2010 through 19. But anyway, like Julio's probably receiver of the decade, I guess. I'm assuming he has the most yardage over that time. Yeah, I know. Like on I know on Pro Football Reference, you can like sort by like. uh I'm trying to figure out how to do it though, so I'll figure that out later. But yeah, and then um, a funny one: AB AB kicking the punter. That's yeah, hilarious moment. Before he became Mister Big Chest, mm-hmm. he was just returning a, a punt, and <laughs> he fucking. It's like he's just stepping, yeah, but tries he's in to the hold it air. Does not hurdle, yeah. And his foot just connects with his face mask, dude. Spencer landing, got got dicked. <laughs> Um, with AB, we've got, I, I mean, two of the most notable perfect moments. One, perfect just destroying AB. And then, uh, conversely, Juju destroying perfect and standing over him. Which, mm. that, it's, like, I already love Juju, but man, like, that meme, you love Juju. So, that's that solidified the Juju love. Yeah. But, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff we're missing here, but. And it also cost the Bengals their, their first potential playoff win, right? Yeah. Like, with, in this Dalton era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there, there was like that one playoff game too. Like, um, trying to remember because there was another perfect penalty or another Bengals penalty in like a game against the Steelers where like it was stupid and the Steelers were able to move and score off of it and win. Yeah, just more Bengals being bumbles. Mm-hmm. But 
And that's that's a kind of a decade theme is Bungles, but yeah, it's been a rough ten years for them. Mm-hmm. At least the Jets made the playoffs in like yeah, there you go, the early decade, <laughs> very early. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But anyway, that's what. Almost, almost thirty moments from the decade. I'm sure we missed plenty of really good ones, but definitely a couple favorites in there. Oh mm-hmm. man, I mean, Beast Quake though takes the cake for sure. For Beast me. Quake, uh-huh. it is, it is probably my favorite run of all time. Mm-hmm. And I've watched all of Barry Sanders highlights, who mm-hmm. I also adore. Is I mean, he has one against Dallas that's disgusting too. But Beast Quake, man, yeah, oh, so good. But anyway, now let's get on to the uh, playoffs. So. Um, got our wild card around here we actually at the moment only have one uh differing pick set here so we'll start here with uh saturday we've got buffalo at houston tomorrow right now we both have houston um it's for me it's just the quarterback yeah this is a tough one um so i was saying like a lot of times you know people like to say all right who's the quarterback i'll take the better quarterback or who's the coach i'll take the better coach in this particular situation, they're not this consistent mm-hmm. because for taking quarterbacks, well, Josh Allen's had a great year, but I'd still clearly take Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. over Josh Allen. His talent's like immeasurably better, and he's got another year of experience, and I think that's really important and ultimately why I am taking Houston. Mm-hmm. They've been there. I think they have a little more experience going into this game. But if we're talking coaching – that's a clear swing for Buffalo for me. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's like Sean McDermott and that coaching staff is heads and tails better than Bill O'Brien's. Yeah. I know. I, I 100% agree there. <laughs> so, man, that's it's a tough game. Ultimately, what we both decided is it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't have any faith in these teams getting past the next round. Yeah. Because the Chiefs and Ravens would be both of these teams is our, our assumption. So, yep. But, um, so the the spread has only changed by half a point, but Buffalo has been given two and a half more points by betting. So like the total's gone up uh, four and a half points from thirty nine and a half to forty four. Hmm. So forty four. Yeah, that's a big swing in the total. So people are giving yeah. a lot of points to Buffalo. Like oh, two and a half a point implied total swing. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, I'm still I'm still on Houston. Um, Me too. I would also like. Like there, if there is a possibility to see Houston and um, and the Ravens rematch, because mm-hmm. I mean Houston and Baltimore was a regular season game that should have been awesome, and it sucked. Yeah, and I would I would like to see that rematch actually be a, the game it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm definitely riding with Houston here. Um, I mean I like I like Buffalo. I it'd be cool if they did well in the playoffs, but I think they're still another year away. Mm-hmm. I just need a few more pieces and a little more consistency from Jalen. I agree, but um, so in this game, um, there has been like mixed reports on if if uh, Tre'Davious White is going to shadow Hopkins, and they they move Hopkins around enough that I think he won't see Tre'Davious the whole game. They might just make him play aside. I'm not sure, but that being said, um, Will Fuller is pretty questionable. So it, I mean that that makes it tough too because if Will Fuller is out, like we've seen. Like Watson with or without Fuller is a big difference, and Houston's offense is a lot different. But um, if we're talking fantasy wise, we're playing DFS or doing you know some sort of playoff challenge. Hopkins should have a pretty big game here. Yeah, I mean, Hopkins is is Hopkins. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna do really well, even with White. Yeah, I'm uh, also, yeah, I think like he will get away from White enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited for for uh, John Brown this this game too. Houston's pass defense is kind of weak. They've actually been overperforming too. 
Mm-hmm. So it's a good spot for him to him to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, Jalen only needs the one play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as the quarterbacks go, like I'm like I'm both like they're fine, but like, uh, you know, like they both have rushing upside. But like if I'm if I'm doing like the four game slate or something on DraftKings, like I don't these guys aren't my first choice probably. Yeah, like the guys you want to keep for like four weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. That or even it's like a one day thing too. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, there's some other options. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so any anyone you're on aside from those two main receivers? Eh, I mean, I feel like Hyde should have a good day. I kind of feel like you can attack Buffalo on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's not a great matchup for Houston in that regard. Like without Fuller, and if they had a great running back, that would be very different. Yeah, that's like I agree. Like they don't match up super great against Buffalo. So yeah, I don't know. There is the possibility that I kind of like if Houston just gets smoked like maybe bill o'brien gets fired mm-hmm. finally finally that'd be interesting <laughs> god dude how long how long must we wait hmm. we know what's gonna happen yeah like if i asked a hundred people what happens first a hundred football watching fans what happens first the texans win the super bowl or bill o'brien gets fired i it's feel like the latter right <laughs> Yeah, I feel like 99 of the 100 people would say Bill O'Brien gets fired, and the one person that doesn't is probably the owner of the Texans. Or it's like Bill O'Brien's <laughs> wife or something. Like. And even she's like, well, you know. Mrs. O'Brien, <laughs> We could use a change of scenery. Um, <laughs> I don't really like it, Neves. It's too hot here. Like, it's too hot here. Let's go somewhere cold. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, as if your wife's ever going to say that. It's usually... Yeah. <laughs> it's too cold here. Um yeah, I I don't know. It's it's a weird game to pick. We because it's we, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it feels as bad, but I don't. Yeah, I agree. I don't feel like it matters much. Um, I do think Beasley has the potential for a good game too. Um, with Watt back, like if they get enough pressure, Beasley could be um a, a good like outlet spot for him too. He has been a good outlet for uh, Jalen. Yeah, he's he's been great for Jalen, just becoming a better player. Like because he's pretty much like always open like short so like it, it makes Jalen way more inclined to like okay actually take some of the easy plays sometimes it's like almost like if you have a rookie quarterback you should give them good receivers yeah it's wild to think about huh god putting a good team around your quarterback huh, who would do that no but let's ship off Robbie right <laughs> I'm curious what happens with him because he's fucking good I know I don't know man we'll have to wait and see Gase apparently you know talent doesn't matter it's all about I, I feel like the Packers should really try to make a run for Robbie for someone opposite. Oh, oh. That would be a I mean, shit, crazy he could go to Houston, too, too and to replace Fuller. Yeah. And he would be a great two to compliment Hopkins. Yeah, a lot of teams could use a, a Robbie right now. Seahawks? Yeah. I, 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 the Seahawks would be like the one team I would say, like, not really, because they already have, like, Lockett and DK. He would have been good in, like, if they were letting DK develop. Yeah, but yeah, being Green Bay makes sense a lot, too. Um, oh, God, I hope he does not go to the Patriots. That made me so sad. He won't. He, he probably said, no, fuck y'all. Yeah, fuck y'all. Bill's not fun enough for him. He would, he would like, say something, Bill would be like, what the fuck, Robert? <laughs> <laughs> Robert, you understand the formation? Yeah, but why is the sun still out? What the, the fuck, tweeter Robert? recently, he's like, I want to be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> 
I want to be in the Super Bowl. All right, we'll get there. All right, I guess he's not a Jet anymore. (laughs) um, Uh, As far as defenses goes, uh, I mean, Buffalo has chances for sacks and picks just because Watson can get reckless sometimes. And I mean, honestly, same with Houston, too, on Jalen, but I would feel more confident in, like, oh, Buffalo's defense here maybe. But, I mean, I know you've got here. Do you think it's going to be kickers are busy today? Yeah, I think it's a lot of kicking action. I don't know. I could be wrong. All that kicking action. Like I, I just think, like both teams have the potential for the big play, but the drive, the the drive consistency is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, but yeah, field goals and big plays. Mm-hmm. And then um, I know we mentioned already, but Fuller is pretty questionable and Watts Watts in, and I don't think he's maybe very limited. It might be a little bit, but those are the two big injuries here. I mean, if Watt is in, he's going to be playing as hard as mm-hmm. he can. Yeah, so that's kind of a given with him. But uh, So, yeah, we would have Houston here. Next up, Tennessee at New England. Uh, we actually both have New England here, despite the popular thing being Tennessee. They've been given, like, they've been pretty much given almost two points of implied total with line movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the spread hasn't changed much, but the total's gone up three points. So, um, and then, Yeah, it's one of my things, man. I hear a lot of... A lot of noise, a lot of analysts and just media talking about how Tennessee has a great matchup and how they can win this game. It really, really makes me nervous when I see the line not move. Mm -hmm. Or the spread not move, (laughs) at least, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that, to me, means fake trap game. Um, I I like Tennessee. I like what they've done this year. But at the end of the day, they're in New England against Bill Belichick and one of the best defenses in the NFL. Like it's going to be really tough for them to get a win here. If they can do it, I would love for them to. But I've seen New England do this before. They go in the wild card game, they win that one, and they lose in the divisional because then they're not at home next week. Yeah, they're, they're going to Foxborough. Part's tough for sure. And like, it's not that like I just like it's not that I like love in England here is that I'm not as sold on Tennessee partially. Um, I guess I will mention, right. so, injury-wise, um, Humphrey's out, not that that matters a ton. And then, oh. Oh, there we go. Hot, hot take. Hot yeah, take. We're not taking England. Tennessee. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then McCourty's questionable as well, so that's roughly worth noting for sure. Um, so, I was talking about this, like, within, within our group yesterday, um, as far as, like, why I'm not, like, buying Tennessee yet. Um, so, they've been, like, thriving off of big plays. I mean, okay, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Judy Smith, like, a lot of those guys are big play guys, so it's, there's going to happen some, but if it's not happening, like, they've been carrying Tannehill in that regard. Um, I, can, yes. I can look into the exact, like, yak numbers, but I think it's been pretty heavy. Um, no, it feels like all of their plays are big ones. All their mm-hmm. touchdowns are, like, 60-yard Johnny Smith catch, you know, 90-yard, like yeah. yeah, Derrick Henry run. And you know what the Patriots do? They don't allow big plays, and they take away your best thing. So they are going to try to shut down Derrick Henry and force Tannehill to throw. Yeah, if they, and unfortunately, Tannehill's zero and six against New England. Yeah, that's another thing. Like Bill knows Tannehill. That's one thing too. I mean, it's Gase Tannehill, all the year, but he still knows Tannehill. Yeah, um, he knows his tendencies. Get to him at least for sure. And then, um, but yeah, like if they okay bracket AJ Brown and then can limit Derrick Henry, that's a big part of it um and also so like the only decent defense at all that Tannehill's face has been new orleans the other week um because when they played the chiefs the chiefs defense was crap at the time um and they did still put up pointing they put up 28 they, they lost but um yeah. their defense isn't that good itself but um it was like pretty much all like the playmakers and 40 plus yard touchdowns and stuff and so 
relying on that doesn't feel great for me. But like that, people are saying like, oh, they match up well with New England, but like New England matches up well with Tennessee's defense too, because Tennessee's you know one of their strengths is stopping the run. But like, okay, like like said, Sony Michelle, like okay, you're gonna stop him, cool. Like he can stop himself, <laughs> like, yeah, right? So I mean, it's kind of like. You're, okay, James White should eat like their, their secondary is pretty rough. Edelman should eat. That's that's where Brady's most comfortable. So that's why like I'm worried there too. And yeah, I, you can definitely make the you know assessment that New England's offense is not explosive, and it it won't be, but it doesn't really need to be because mm-hmm. when they get the ball, they're going to control the clock and just march down the field and eventually score. And then it's up to Tennessee. And if they don't get those big plays, then I think Tennessee has quick three and outs a few times in the game. And that's that's death for them. If they want to win this game, they need several turnovers, I think. And I don't necessarily see that happening. Yeah. Is is anyone going to be surprised if Tannehill turns back into a pumpkin? No. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's part of it too, but um, right. anyway. Now, like I think we both agree, we'd love to see Tennessee blow the door off this and just wreck New England. Mm-hmm. Like that would be so awesome. Like yeah. just Derrick Henry and AJ Brown running all over them. Yeah, but if, if it happens, it'll be because of Derrick Henry. Yeah, like, I feel confident in that part of it. Like if this goes well, it'll be because of Derrick Henry. And so that's why I have him as a bangers because I think he'll get the ball a lot, and there is that potential for that big play just because he's the muscle train. Mm-hmm. There was a game earlier this season I wanted to go back to really quickly while we're on this one, and it was the Titans when they went all the way to Denver. Um, Mariota got benched, and they put Tannehill in, and they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry had 15 carries for 28 yards. Albeit, when, when you quarterback switch mid-game, it's kind of tough. But True. No, absolutely. And it's a, it's a, it's a tough like comparison to make. But my point is there are games where if you shut Henry down, the whole offense stalls, they put up zero points and they switched Mariota at halftime. Like mm-hmm. Tannehill came in at halftime and he did have a great season after that game. It was a rough one to start into, but Denver's defense was playing really well. Mm-hmm. And new England has one of the top defenses. Yeah. That's the thing. Like the offense has not really been tested by like a really good defense as where I'm like concerned. No. So yeah, I'm I would love to see Tennessee win. I, I really really would. I just think they they just don't quite have it to beat New England in New England. Yeah, I I'm with you there, but um so as far as so if New England wins, which you're thinking bangers for me, James White and Edelman. That yeah. makes some sense. Um I'm wor- I'm worried about AJ Brown getting billed is what I put. Like Mm-hmm. taking away a weapon I, like if, if he decides okay aj brown no none for you like that makes me worry and, about his outlook this game yes i'm i'm on that i don't yeah i don't think aj brown i don't that's another thing i don't want to put my trust in a playoff game in a rookie mm-hmm. which is what they have to do because they are going to try to stop derrick henry which means <clears throat> it is on aj brown specifically to step up <laughs> so yeah it's it's tough i mean he is a man but he's a man who can step up but this is bill belichick hmm. and it's just he has like he's it's gonna be tough a tough going for him stefan gilmore is probably gonna pick Tannehill at least twice yeah i i expect stefan gilmore to pick off Tannehill. that's kind of a possible given um so yeah not my favorite but that's what i have to go with mm-hmm. and then um 
as far as like a stream if you're looking for like the dfs cheap guy i think um tajay sharp is kind of like he's got two touchdowns the other week um because he'll be getting the easiest coverage because if mccordy's in and obviously gilmore's there davis and um brown will be getting those two so sharp may get some easier coverage but that being said i think new england's defense is worth a look here also because like i said will anyone be surprised if Tannehill goes back to a pumpkin so yeah yeah, uh, yeah, you can roll with the New England defense, too. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, I hope I'm wrong here, but I don't see Tennessee pulling this one off. Me neither. So, Actually, I, I was looking at – there's a site you can go to that shows you the betting line and how it's been moving. Mm. And I looked at that, and it was, you know, New England favorite. And then there was a slight dip a few days ago where it's people. Some people started to bet on Tennessee, and it's gone full swing back. Mm-hmm. All everyone else is betting now later in the week on New England. Yeah, a lot of like a lot. I think a lot of I'm not 100 sure, but I would guess a lot of the public money went to like uh, Tennessee, and then like the sharp money went back on New England. Like, okay, duh. Like, yep. I could be wrong, but it makes sense. Anyway, next game up for Sunday, um, we've got Minnesota at New Orleans. Right now, we both have New Orleans. But Minnesota is being disrespected too much. I think we agree there. Yeah, I mean, come on. This team is not bad. (laughs) Like, the Vikings are a good team. They they did just beat the Bears with no quarterback. Yeah. Right? Like, Like, who did they – I don't even remember. Who who did they start? I don't know. I'll have to check. But New Orleans is a a 7.5-point favorite. That's that's a little much. Oh, Sean Mannion. (laughs) This sounds like Bunyan, but sort of not. Like, Mannion and Bunyan sound too similar. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah so my so biggest thing one but yeah like for this game is i really think the vikings can win this i like i am taking new orleans right now but it's the one i'm most divisive on and it's because every year there's a game that's just disregarded in the playoffs as obvious and every year it's the upset mm-hmm. and right now it's the saints like if there's one playoff game that people are not sure on or like are a hundred percent sure that they know what's going to happen, it's this one, which is the one that's like, I don't know. You can't just consider something a guarantee in the NFL. Do you know how mad Minnesota must be right now? Like they've got to be livid at how mm-hmm. they're being treated. They're going to play with so much energy and like vengeance <laughs> to try to prove that they deserve to be there, that it doesn't matter to me that they're on the road. They're in a dome, which favors Cousins too. I mean, it favors Breeze as well, but it's not bad for mm. Cousins. Um, and most importantly, the biggest thing is they're, like the strength of their offensive line is their interior uh, for basically run blocking and Dalvin Cook. And New Orleans, like they do not have Sheldon Rankins, their defensive tackle. Um, they do do a four three, so they're not like sunk. But I think the Vikings can get a run game going against New Orleans, and if they do get Cook going, they will win this game. Like if they get mm-hmm. Cook moving and they're just chewing up clock, keeping Breeze off the field, taking long drives, and just just rushing it down their throats, then yeah, then that's going to open everything up for Cousins, and he won't have as much pressure on him. Then they win this game. It's it's a lot on stopping Dalvin Cook, and that's why I'm really surprised at the spread and like yeah. how much people are just going all in on New Orleans. I'm like tempted to take Minnesota. 
Yeah, Minnesota's been, like, given, like, almost two points of, like, implied total, but the spread hasn't changed much of the game. Like, all, like, these first three games have all had, like, a lot of points given to the underdog, but the spread barely changing. So. Let me see if I can find that uh, page really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the over-under is only, like, at 49.5, and so, like, we are talking about this game before we recorded, like, I think it's going to shoot out, and it's kind of indicating that at this point. Wow, I mean the predicted score right now for Vikings Saints is thirteen to thirty-two. I mean that's that there's no right, way. Right? There's no way. Because I mean, even with the spread, that's not like right. I don't know where that's kind of coming from. Is it just no. like weighted betting or like what? Yeah, wait, yeah, that's oh. the predicted score outcome right now. I mean, wow, that's that seems way off. I don't, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, like like twenty-one twenty-eight is. About what the spread in total says. That seems more realistic. Oh. And like everyone's talking about how the Saints want to get vengeance on the Vikings. But at the same time, the Vikings are kind of pissed that they're like everyone's saying, you know, they only won because of that one play. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those players are like, well, there were three other quarters that were really important in the Minneapolis miracle. Yeah. (laughs) And that was the moment that made it happen. But man, I mean, it was still a good game before that. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's a lot of fire that's going to happen in this game. I think both teams are going to play with a lot of passion, and I'm this is the game I want to watch. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Um, so as far as players go, I know you're on Dalvin Cook. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas is also a given. Duh. Oh, yeah. Um, Kamara's touchdown regression has has hit full swing. <laughs> um, I, think they, I, I mean, he should get a lot of work in a playoff game, I, I assume. And, oh, yeah. Um, I like between Breeze, like, like Breeze, Michael Thomas, Kamara, and possibly Jerry Cook. Like I, Breeze should do Breeze things at home in a dome against the struggling pass defense. Like at me, home the scream, yep, the screams passing, passing game Breeze day for me. But so on the other side, regardless of Dalvin Cook, Diggs and or Thielen have to do some work. Who who do you think has the better time here, Diggs or Thielen? I think it's Diggs. Mm-hmm. I love. I mean, Thielen and Cousins definitely have a connection. It's like uh, Thielen's going to do well, but I think Diggs gets the big ends. Yeah, he's been like crazy, like efficient this year as far as like uh, yards per catch. I'm pretty sure Diggs has. Mm. So, but yeah, no, I'm excited for this game. Like, I mean, the offenses are pretty concentrated, so like, I don't need a whole lot to discuss. Like, you know, fantasy player wise. Yeah, they really are kind of just specific for each team to a few important players. Mm-hmm. But um, so with this, so um, either kicker wise, I'm fine with either. I'm not really on any defenses though, just because I think it's going to be high scoring. I don't know. I don't mean, neither of these teams are very careless, so I think there's not going to be a lot of turnover potential either. Yeah, n- me neither. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are some people who want to take the Saints defense. I am not one of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, I think this game will be a lot better than it's, it's getting credit for at the moment. And then um, and it, the teams are pretty healthy at the moment as well. So not, I didn't see any major injuries besides Mitchell Sheldon Richardson being out. So looking forward to it. But uh, next up, we've got uh, Seattle at Philly. This is actually our disagreement game here. I've got Seattle and you've got Philly. So I can't believe I have Philly right now. So are, there, are there any like kind of like pending this things for you? Or are you just going to take them? Yeah, I definitely am keeping an eye on the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, like if Lane Johnson does not play, that's kind of big. Yeah, no, yeah, he's definitely huge for them. Um, I think he might squeak it out, but we'll see. Like they might just be like, I don't care if your leg's falling off. We're just going to reattach it to you. Just please stand out there 
and block Jadavian <laughs> every now and then. Yeah, so like the as the Friday morning update from it was he's still having issues with his high angle spray and he's iffy, and then Ertz still hasn't been cleared for contact as of today. So I, I feel like he won't play. And then Miles Sanders is practicing today. Not sure what his status is going to be. So a lot of injuries, a lot of questionable stuff for Philly. And then Clowney is expected to play, but he may end up being limited. Um, I'm sure we'll get more info on that as it comes up. But he's gonna, he's probably going to get off-season surgery, so I don't know if he'll be able to do the whole entire game like or what his future is going to be like. But he's going to probably be active at least. So Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, if the Eagles get – Two uh, out of those three guys back, that's really big for me, mm-hmm. of Sanders, Ertz, and Johnson. Johnson's the big one. Um, they have Boston Scott, too, if Sanders is out. He's definitely more of a scab back. But... Yeah, but, yeah, Boston Scott went nuts. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, my God. Funny. That was great. But, um, so, yeah, I'm on Philly here, I think. Or, sorry, I'm not, I'm not Philly. I'm on Seattle here. Because they played recently in Seattle one, right? Or Yes. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think this game is that low scoring because I think the weather played a large part in it too. I'm pretty sure, but um, I think Seattle's just a better team. I mean, despite being down some running backs, I, I mean, Russell Wilson should be able to fully take advantage of the Philly secondary. He should. Here's the thing: they played earlier in the season. I'm trying to find which week they played. Um, thirteen? No, might have been twelve. Going I, thought back. Was, I thought it was recently at 12 it was. I thought it was more recently than that. Okay, yeah, so 12. Seattle won 17-9, um, which is pretty gross game. Here, Russell Wilson was 13 for 25, so just above 50%. He had 200 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, Like, and it was all on Rashad Penny, uh, who's now out. Um, yeah, the – like Philly's defense kind of shut down Wilson this game. He didn't look great. And for me, Philly has a lot of momentum right now. And that is something I really like in my playoff teams or the ones that like finished off the season strongly. Mm -hmm. Um, And they certainly did. They won their last four, I believe in a row. Um, Let's see. I think it's four in a row. Let me check real quick. But yeah, they after the Dolphins lost, they beat the Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, and Giants. So all divisional, sure. But against, you know, te- games they had to win. And no yeah. less against the Cowboys, who I'm assuming assumed they could just throw on them all day and Gosh, just nothing materialized. So, yeah, I, I want to take Philly here because I think they've got enough Philly hate in them to get them through the wild card game. I think they have enough, like, pent-up rage that they can <laughs> <laughs> they can say, fuck you, we do deserve to be here. We're going to win a game just to fuck you over, and then we're going to lose. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Seattle, to me, I think is also overperforming in a lot of ways on the season. Yeah. Uh, like, the other thing I don't like in a team is one that's way too dependent on one singular player, a.k.a. their quarterback, <laughs> and that is the Seahawks. They are so dependent on Russell Wilson. And, that like, he's amazing, so it's been working. But when you reach the playoffs, you really need to have a more complete team. Yeah, so it's funny. Seattle actually has the second-worst point differential playoff team. So Houston's the worst at minus seven, which is hilarious. I know. <laughs> As then, we've been talking, I've thought about switching to Buffalo. 
Yeah, that one's that one. I'm, that one's like the one I'm most prone to switching. Seattle's only plus seven. It's at least plus thirty-one. But um, I don't know. I just think I just don't feel like Philly's that good. Like I know they've been playing better lately, but it is Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. I know. I don't think they're that good either. But they. And keep so that's winning. my thing. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> but like it's who, who they've won against. They like they lost the Dolphins before that run too. That is the thing. Like. True. So did the Patriots. Yeah, also true. But uh, so I'm looking back through like game logs here, like like who they've gotten burned by. So the Giants, Slayton still burned him. McLaurin still burned him. Gallup had a good game. Um, and then the Giants got spread around more. I'm just kind of looking like to see, you know, it would make sense. Okay, if one of Locker or DK bounces back and has a good game, but because Dwayne Haskins had an okay game against them too, which is oh here that's concerning. But oh yeah, that reminds me. Um, I think if DK has a big game, Seattle wins. Why, why? Why does that like? Be, why is that the determining factor for you? I guess I, that's that's like the big thing for me because I think that the game's gonna come down to some really important big catches from DK and his. And it's, and if he catches it, if he catches it, I think they do okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, the it's the what's what is cursed Philly is what will be what might carry Seattle. You know, like the drops. It's it's cool. DK, you know, make these actually make these catches. Right, but um. But yeah, so as far as players go, I like DK a lot as a stream. I mean, honestly, he and Lockett, I don't know like how much different he and Lockett are at this point as far as like saying which guy's going to have the better game. Honestly, like I know we think, oh, Lockett as the banger, DK as the stream. But I think they're more interchangeable than they are like when you just think about it. Like if you just like off the top of your head, oh, Lockett for sure. But they're not, I don't think they're too off really as far as like their possible outcome for this game. Yeah, no, they're both going to be utilized. And then... um. I don't. I really don't think Gertz plays, and assuming he doesn't, like Goddard is a great play, just because Philly or sorry Seattle had like they've been getting torqued by tight ends all year yardage wise. They've just gotten so stupid lucky in the touchdown department. So, oh god, yeah, yeah. They Goddard is a in a in a wonderful spot here. They are so lucky they have Goddard. Oh my god, because if they didn't, I would definitely be taking Seattle like a hundred percent. Yeah, Goddard's definitely good enough to be that replacement there, but. They've got, like, no one healthy. So, it's all like, I'm like, Greg Ward? Is he a stream? Like, who the fuck's Seattle going to get the ball to? Like, I mean, I guess I'll put Boston Scott here. Like, 20 people in Philly <laughs> cheering for someone named Boston, but. Yeah, true. I love the Ertz assessment. If things go favorably, he'll play. If they don't, he won't play. <laughs> well, thank you. That is the nature of the game. Hmm. Great insight. <laughs> great insight. Um, Thanks, funny. John. Yeah, so since since there are only the four games, I don't know if we want to pick, like, locks and upsets just because I don't have an upset here. Oh, Maybe yeah, no, but, we don't have to do that. Um, I, I, guess, I guess we can pick a lock, even, like, what, who are we most confident about? Or, like, which one? If you had if you had to bet money on one of these, which one would you bet on? E, probably New England. Yeah, I feel so disgusting saying that, but I think New England or New Orleans for me. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, Buffalo, I can see winning. My, Minnesota, I can see upsetting, even though a lot of people don't. And then Philly, Seattle, I am really torn on and go both ways. Yeah, New England and New Orleans are the ones I feel most confident about personally, I'd say. But, mm. I mean, like, none of these, like I said, even the most sure one, like, I don't feel, like, really confident in any of these. Like, next round, I'll feel more confident about some of these, like, you know, bye teams winning if there's an upset, you know, like. My uh, like the thing I kind of want to happen is for one of the sixes to win because right now the playoffs are really 
you know, so many things can happen in the playoffs in any given year, but this year they're really locked in because of this first round. Both people, like both the three seeds are given a lot of clout, like they're going to win the game, which means if the threes win, then the four and five inevitably is going to be playing the one. And both of the ones we feel like are pretty good. So it, it makes those games not matter so much mm. like yeah the reason we're saying like buffalo houston doesn't matter is because like we don't see either of those teams beating either of the ravens or chiefs yeah and more like, specifically like if we are assuming the threes win new england and new orleans then that means seattle philly has to play the niners eh, and then buffalo houston has to play the ravens both of them i don't like against the ravens yeah, no. so that's like i would like to see a little more variation hopefully that means tennessee or the vikings actually get an upset to be awesome but yeah I'm, man, tomorrow man we get some more football some good football i'm so ready for this i know i gotta work but oh well mm. i'll catch him after will you get will you be able to watch any of the games or no um Most- well, Sunday I'll get to watch the start of Minnesota New Orleans. Gotcha, gotcha. But do you have? Um, I mean, it's a little in the future. Do you have any like the following like uh, weekends off to watch games? I should put some requests. In. <laughs> Definitely have to request off the Super Bowl. Yeah, honestly, like like Super Bowl should just be a national holiday. Honestly, at this point, it should be. It's a better holiday than New Year's. It's a better holiday than like a lot of holidays. So, I'm like. I have to go on a quick rant about New Year's for a second because I think it's the stupidest holiday. After- uh, I, I sort of agree with you in this sense, but I think I know where you're going. Go ahead. Please, please like, do this. After Valentine's Day and like those bullshit holidays, yeah, Valentine's New, Day's Year's, New Year's is just like it's arbitrary. It's completely arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Like years are a, are a, a construct that we've made like so we can follow the passage of time. Like, <laughs> they're based off of our planet's, you know, rotation, sure. But when New Year's actually is, does it, it could be any day. <laughs> I mean, because, like, I mean, the, China, the Chinese New Year, like, that's that's, that's, where, that's where my head goes on this, like, on this, like, you know, argument is, like, oh, like, the Chinese New Year, they started differently, you know. Right. And Christmas is the best holiday. I uh-huh. think everyone can agree, even if you're not like Catholic, Christian or God fearing. I don't believe in any of that shit, but I still like Christmas is still the best holiday because it's it that time of, together, you know. Yeah, it's like the greatest time of year. Why do we need a holiday one week after the best one of the year? Also, like <laughs> New Year's Day, January 1st, like the re- like the post office, like, it's literally the hang- it's a hangover holiday, like yeah, everyone's so hungover. They're like, "Fuck, let's make this close, close the post office." Fuck, Sharon, I can't drive. I'm too hungover. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like the tradition is to copiously drink large amounts of sparkling wine. That's the one thing you shouldn't drink in large amounts because <laughs> it's literally hangover juice. It's carbonation and sugar and alcohol. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> that part too. I don't know. I just. My New Year's right. It's fine. <laughs> no, like I know I I agree. Like the like, I don't think New Year's Day should be like uh, or if anything, like maybe like a half day, like come in at noon. But like, right? I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. It's fine. Like it's a day off. People can have fun. I'm all for just having fun with people you love. But I just like, for me, it's a it's a week holiday. It's like I would much prefer like 
you know, January, like, 15th, we have a holiday, you know, like, fuck me up, man, like... Yeah, just fuck me up day. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, like, real world hit after Christmas, like, work's been tough, you know, like, you know, got it all these taxes through, like, two weeks in, I'm like, fuck, man, I need a break, like, so, <laughs> we're, what we're gonna say, like, the, um... The, like what the third weekend in January is like, ah, oh, fuck man, I need a break day. Yep. Like that Friday. <coughs> so it's gonna be the seventeenth this year is fuck man, I need a break day. Fuck man, I need a break day. <laughs> cool. Alright, we have, we have invented a new holiday here on Mozzie and the Muscle. <laughs> it's way better than that other one. <laughs> yeah, so if you if you put that into an acronym, it's uh uh Feminab Day. Mm. Feminab. <laughs> Feminab <Feminab> Day. <laughs> Anyway, uh, before we get way too into the into just fucking outer space here with this one, uh, thank you for tuning into Mozzie and the Muscle, and we uh, hope you enjoy the playoffs this weekend. Oh man, I'm excited. Mm. Have a good one.